Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast, your guide for growing lawn care and landscape startups into a thriving business. This show is dedicated to helping you improve your business and achieve financial success. Your host, Paul Jamison, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Join us as Paul shares his expertise and passion, helping you create a prosperous future. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. Welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast. We're going to talk about cultivating an excellent company culture. We have Marvin Salcedo. Uh, This is behind the scenes at his speech at the LCR Summit. We played part one of this speech on last week's program, and Marvin just absolutely crushed it. So he owns a large landscaping business, and they actually do more than just landscaping nowadays uh, down there in Tyler, Texas. Uh, but this was uh, one of Mr. Producer's favorite talks from the inaugural LCR Summit, and uh, Marvin got a ton of positive feedback. So if you missed part one, you want to go back and listen to that one first uh, to, to get everything in context. Uh, but without further, ado, uh, without further ado, here's part two with Marvin Salcedo on company culture, spoken at the inaugural LCR Summit in Atlanta. My culture is more important than the money that that guy spent with me. Had that guy spent 300 grand with me a year, I would have fired him. I'm not going to tolerate that kind of abuse in my company. Protect your culture. It takes so much time to cultivate it and get it going in the right direction. But all it takes, all it takes is one little bitty drop of toxicity to ruin it. Think of a glass of water. Got a big 44-ounce glass of ice-cold water. And I come along and I drop one little bitty drop of sewage in there. It's 99.9% refreshing water. Are you going to drink it? Why? Because of the toxicity that's in it. That's the same thing with your culture. All it takes is one little bitty drop of toxicity and it starts to spread throughout your entire company. Protect it. The power of a unified team is we need, to, we need to celebrate the diversity of skills in our company. Think of if everybody in your company was exactly like you. How boring, how sad would that be? I know in my company, it might seem fun for a little while. We're out there, we're jumping to new ideas every single day, but we would never get anything done. By nature, I mean, I wake up every day and I have new ideas. My, my director has to slow me down. She has to say, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a good idea, but we're not ready for that yet. Or she, and I told her, I said, look, you have the freedom in my life that almost nobody has. You can push back on me and you can tell me no. There's like, there's like two people that I'm around every single day that can do that. That's my wife and my director. And those two ladies, man, they keep me in check. I'm telling you. 
But my director, she, she pushes back on me. But we need to embrace that diversity. You know, you have to have team members with expertise that allows you to tackle those problems. So Jonathan was talking about earlier about simplifying your business. And I did. When I was rescaling, I kept my business as simple as possible. We did, we, I think we had three services. We mowed, we did fertilization and weed control, and we did landscape enhancements. We didn't do landscaping. We did landscape enhancements. Something that I could tell my crew at the shop in the morning, and I did not have to be on-site management. We'd replace a bush or two. Uh, we'd remulch your flower beds. We'd trim your bushes. That's about the extent of what we would do. Enhancing your property. Beyond that, we made it as simple as possible so we could scale as fast as we possibly could. Now, as we've grown, we've added a lot of complexity to our business. But I never even considered that until I had the right team around me. And now I've got some amazing people that work for me that have allowed me to go out and add that complexity. I now have people that specialize in landscaping. I have people that specialize in flower bed maintenance. I have people that specialize in construction, that specialize in HVAC. We have uh, licensed HVAC technicians that work for us. We have people that specialize in garage doors. We have specialized uh, house cleaners. You know, Pablo's not going to go mow your yard and then go inside and clean your house. Nobody wants that. But we, you know, we've, we've been able to add that stuff because we have the diversity of skills. As you scale, do what Jonathan said, keep it simple until you have the money to be able to throw at that specialized, uh, that, those, those specialized people in your life. You know, I have to recognize that the team members that work for me bring something different to the table. You know, I, I and, and matter of fact, there's been times when I've had to go back and apologize to people because I know how I am by nature. I, I, I can be a lot to deal with. Uh, I, I can be, uh, I can walk into a room and I, I have, uh, what do they call it, RBF? Uh, <laughs> you know, I've, I've got resting bitch face and I, I look mad quite often. But it's just because I'm deep in thought. I'm thinking about the next thing that's coming along. I'm, I'm strategizing. I live five to ten years in the future. That's where I live my life. I don't, I don't deal with the problems of today. I'm dealing with the problems in five to ten years from now. But I, I, I have to realize that I have other people that I work with that I have to deal with their feelings and I have to deal with what they have going on in their life. And I have to come back and I have to apologize sometimes. And, you know, you know. I'm a big enough guy to recognize that, and I do it. But we have to also leverage the existing experience. When we added these new services to our business, we actually rebranded our entire company in October of this past year. Before that, it was called Salcedo Lawn. All we did was lawn, landscaping, fertilization, weed control, irrigation, and flower bed maintenance. And we did a little bit of Christmas lighting. That's it. Lawn and landscaping. 
Well, in October of uh, this past year, we rebranded and we changed the name of our business from Salcedo Lawn to Salcedo Home Solutions so that we could encompass everything that has to do with the service industry. Then we added uh, home remodeling, HVAC, garage doors, and um, house cleaning. Uh, I'm actively looking for a plumber, a, a plumbing company to take over, and also an electrical company to take over. I'm going to encompass everything. So I'm your one-stop shop for anything at your home. Because I want to I take care of it all. Isn't it so much easier just to make one phone call rather than 10? Anyway, I could go down a big rabbit hole there. As we started branching out into this stuff, we reached out to our team members who currently work for us. And we said, hey, guys, we're going to be adding this stuff. Let us know if you'd be interested in working on any of these teams. One of my guys who works for my irrigation division, he came up to me. He said, hey, I used to have my HVAC license. (laughs) Wow. I was like, would you be interested in working that division? Yeah, absolutely. So I paid for him to go get his HVAC license back. And now, until we build that out into a full-time role, he's working dual roles. He'll go do irrigation sometimes. He'll go do HVAC sometimes. But he specializes in what he does. I had another guy who stepped up. He said, hey, I did construction for years. I would love to be in the construction division. So we moved him out of landscaping over into construction. Now he does construction full-time. I had a lady that I I go to church with who um, does housekeeping said, hey, I'm starting a housekeeping division. Would you like to come and work for me? Absolutely. Moved, over, moved her over, and she works for me. Every, every one of these things, I've looked at my team and my network, and how can I utilize the people that work for me? And then I celebrate the differences, and it's allowed us to scale further faster. You know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I know I'm not. Uh, Yeah, I've had a level of success, and I do well for myself. But I know how to hire the smartest guy in the room. And and that's what I do. I want you to look at at this profile. This is my profile here. And if any of y'all know what a Colby score is, this tells you what your natural tendencies are. So I'm a 1496. Fact finder, I hate facts. I don't care about them. Matter of fact, when people start to tell me too much detail, my brain shuts off. I I hear uh, Charlie Brown's teacher and and I'll just tell them, whoa, 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 give me the cliff notes. I don't care about the details. You know, follow through. Eh, I can, I cannot, you know, I'm not great on follow through. Uh, Matter of fact, most of the time, if I don't do it right away or I don't put it on my calendar right then and there, I'm going to forget about it. Uh, I'll tell people, hey, send me an email, send me a text message later on because I'm not going to remember. Uh, quick start, I'm a nine. Um, that, that's, you know, that's the part of me that comes up with great ideas that allows me to be a great visionary and allows me to push the business forward. Uh, matter of fact, Jonathan, he's a, he's a real high quick start. But that, that's that part of me that is able to jump from thing to thing to thing. It's also part of me that's probably tapped into that ADD. And anyway, allows me to jump all over. Yes, sir. A hundred percent. And then my implementer, I'm a six. I have to be careful with that because uh, I, I like to work with my hands. 
and uh, I can tend to be stuck. I can, I'm that, I was that guy that used to, I'll just do it myself. So I have to be careful with that. But now that I know that about myself, I'm able to head that off and make sure that I delegate that to other people. Now I want you to look at the profile of my director. She's the one who runs my company. She's the complete opposite of me. She's the one that I give when I, when I need to know facts about something, she's my fact finder. Um, I can, uh, it's, it's called a Colby test. And, um, I did it through Jason cup and I can send y'all the website afterwards. Um, and he'll, he'll actually jump on a call with you. It cost me about a hundred bucks, uh, to get it done. Yeah. I, I've put every single one of my upper management through this. So I know who they are and how they think. Um, but yeah, just get me with me afterwards. I'll, get, I'll put you in the right direction. Uh, so she's the one who I, I have researched stuff for me. She's also the one who makes sure that things gets done in our company. Now look at her quick start. She's a two. She's the one who slows me down when I'm trying to change every single... I'm, crap, if I had my way, we would probably have 30 or 40 different divisions and we would be trying new stuff all the time. And we would probably be losing money like as fast as we made it. So she's the one who slows me down and makes us profitable. Uh, and then she's, she's not a highly implementer, which is great because uh, she's going to be the one who's going to delegate and make sure this stuff gets done. Look at these side by side. You can almost fit her profile into mine and we make a complete person. Celebrate the differences of the people that are with you. If you do that, man, you're going to go so far. Then you need to open uh, transparent com communication channels. You know, we, we make sure that we communicate within our team all the time. When we have stuff, and especially as complex as our business has gotten, it can get muddy sometimes uh, between departments. You know, landscaping sees something that lawn maintenance missed. And they might tell their uh, manager, but the, if the manager doesn't communicate it over, well, then the client's going to get mad because maybe mowing got in a hurry and they forgot a strip in the backyard or they ran out of gas, went to go refill the mower and got sidetracked, for, forgot to go back in the back and remow that one little bitty strip against the back fence. Well, if we have open communications and we're able to communicate back and forth, man, it makes everything flow a lot smoother. And if the people in your company are aligned and they're all headed in the right, right direction, they're going to want to have that open communication because they're going to want everything to flow smoothly in the company. So there's no major problems going on. We have, we use a, a an app called Slack and we have uh, different channels for different divisions and we have lots and lots of communication going back and forth People, uh, one department's communicating with another department. We're sending pictures back and forth. But open lines of communication back and forth are key in your business. And then, of course, hold regular team meetings. Uh, we hold them weekly within inner departments, and then we hold them monthly uh, company-wide. And we're, we get together, and we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, what's going on, how can we fix it, how can we move forward and then, of course, uh, outside of the, the different departments, we have a manager's meeting every single 
uh, every single week. We have a Wednesday morning managers meeting. Uh, my guy back here told me he's, he moved his to daily. Daily he's having. Uh, is that company-wide or just your managers? There you go. First-hand open communication. And that culture is huge inside your business. Now, values and ethics. You know, if you don't have great values for your company, if you don't clearly define those values and that are you going to be an ethical company? Are you going to be a company of integrity? Are you going to be a company that stands behind your work? Or are you going to be a shady company that does underhanded work, disappears when there's problems? I mean, we've all heard the horror stories in, in our towns of companies that are like that. They pop up, they make a bunch of money, they disappear when it's time for warranties to come around. I, I clean up other people's messes all the time. But you know what? We stand behind our work. Even to the detriment of the profitability of our company, I'm going to stand behind my work. The Bible says that a good name is better than great riches. They say it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and five minutes to lose it. I'm going to stand behind my work. And we've had problems that have come up. Some issues have not really even been from our company or our team members or anything of that, but I've stood behind it because people have thought that it was ours. Because I'm going to protect our name and people see that integrity. And we are known in our town for being a great company to work with. We are expensive as crap. But people work with us all the time because of our reputation. Stand behind your work, guys. But if you have that, that, that clear def- clearly defined values in your company, it helps Keep your company headed in the same direction. It keeps that unity. Uh, let me, I'm going to jump over here. You know, obviously, you need to have respect. Make sure that your team members are working together. I don't. I don't tolerate people bickering back and forth. And I tell my matter of fact, we it's actually in our company handbook that they need to work it out amongst themselves. And what I tell my guys, I say, look, y'all either either figure it out because if I step in nobody's going to be happy. So y'all figure it out. And nine times out of 10, they figure it out. They, they shake hands. They're, they're friends. They walk away. But we foster a community. We foster a culture of respect. I'm not going to tolerate people bickering back and forth. I'm not going to tolerate people cutting each other down. You know, even, even stuff as simple as an offhanded joke, uh, you know, messing with somebody. You think it's all good and fun. We had a guy who worked for us that people were just joking with him. And it was, it was, it was truly, they were doing it out of good fun. But he didn't like the way it was coming across and it, it hurt his feelings and we cut it off. I'm like, hey, we understand you didn't mean anything by it but we need to respect each other. Don't let this happen again. Keep that, that mutual respect amongst each other. I want to show you something that a, a friend of mine did, and they have this, I mean, giant on the wall in their warehouse. 
but they have their values on their wall in their warehouse so that their team members can see it every single day. I've been looking for a wall uh, at my shop and my office somewhere where I'm going to replicate something like this. I love this, that you can just come in and every day, hey, we're, we're a company of integrity. We're a company of teamwork, gratitude, passion, innovation, confidence. This is who we are. They are a, uh, a plant company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're a plant company. They, they, they do um, in, indoor plants. They, they, yeah, it's, it's a really cool division. I, I want to get into it eventually. But they do indoor plants, so, yeah. So think about something like that. And this is writing the vision down, making it plain. That's all this is. Nurturing a, a positive company culture through employee recognition. Uh, you need to celebrate the wins. When something great happens in your company, when we get, um, when, when we have clients who write in and say, hey, so-and-so, this, this crew did a great job, we make sure to announce it company-wide. We want to recognize the wins in our company. Hey, this crew did a great job. They went out there. They freaking killed it. They brought it in under budget. And the client was so happy. They went out. They did a Google review on it. Matter of fact, we, play, uh, we pay our employees $20 for every Google review that they can get uh, with their name uh, listed in the Google review. So they actually go to the clients after the job and say, hey, would you please give us a Google review? And would you mind just mentioning my name in it? And we'll, we'll pay our employees 20 bucks for every single Google, Google review that they get. Uh, but we celebrate the wins. We want to highlight excellent work and performance. When a crew is getting out there and they're working together and they're unified, we celebrate that. We let everybody know, hey, this is how y'all need to emulate. This is what y'all need to be like. And you know what? And then it, it, people, they start to see what's going on and they want to be like that. And so they step up and they start working towards that. Sync Live 2024 in Atlanta, Georgia is the premier event in the green industry that showcases unique products and solutions for your business. From top industry leaders sharing their knowledge through engaging presentations to networking opportunities with top industry brands and fellow attendees all on the showroom floor. Get your tickets at SyncLive.com and join us this February in Atlanta where landscape design, build, and maintenance come together under one roof. If you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden used our price increase letter, and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it, and then he handed the reins over to me, and in 32 years, he'd never increased the prices ever, and I knew that we had to make a change, so we actually got your price increase letter, increased the price by 20%, and um, we were doing around a million gross, up that to 1.2, and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing, so we raised our prices through that letter about 200 Say that. Say that one more time. Two hundred thousand dollars that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in thirty-two years. (laughs) That is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug-and-play template. Just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here, and in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising. their price it made him 200 grand each year and then you're going to raise the price again next year exactly
And then you want to express your gratitude through, through words and gifts. I want to challenge y'all today. Send your team members. I don't care if it's everybody in your team, just your management, whatever. Send them a thank you text. Just, it's random. They're not going to be expecting it, but just tell them, say, hey, I really appreciate everything that you do for me. I really value you. When you go into work on Monday or Tuesday or whenever you get back, you're going to stand a little taller, head held a little higher because they know that you value them. I tell my people all the time, there's no possible way that I could do this without you. Thank you so much for everything that you do for us. And it doesn't, you don't have to pay them a million dollars. You don't have to give them a brand new car. Hey, thank you so much. Look them in the eyes and appreciate what they do for you. That alone will pay for this conference. Telling your people thank you. We make sure to celebrate our people all the time. We started something in our company called the Golden Shovel Award. We give it away every month and it's bragging rights for a month. Somebody who's gone over and above, it's just bragging rights. Hey, this guy went out and they did this for this client. You know, the client messaged us. We didn't even know about it. You know, they, they helped Miss Johnson carry your groceries in. It's not a part of their work, but they were so grateful for it. Or this, this, uh, this manager um, went out and secured a huge client for us. Man, they really killed it this month, whatever it may be. And then everybody after the end of the month, they sign the golden shovel and it gets passed on to the next person. But it's just bragging rights. But it's one way for us to just recognize them for being an exceptional team member. It's not huge. I, spent, I have less than 20 bucks in that shovel. It's a f- cheap shovel from Lowe's and we spray painted it gold. But it's huge. We, we, uh, we do fish fries and Taco Tuesday and all kinds of stuff all the time for our team members. It doesn't cost us a lot of money, but it's just one more way for us to show our gratitude for everything that they do for us. Uh, we instituted a prize wheel at our company uh, once a month. They can earn uh, a spin on the wheel um, and, you know, through making sure they're, that, you know, regular attendance or they go over and above and beyond with the client, whatever it may be, they can earn a, a spin of the prize wheel. And we give away some really good prizes. Uh, they've, there's a free day off, um, free sick day, free oil change. Uh, we've given away Yeti coolers and TVs and jackets. And um, I think we gave a $250 gift card away one time. Uh, all kinds of stuff we've given away. Doesn't cost me a ton, a ton of money. I mean, it, it, the, the percentage of revenue that it cost me, it's like 0.0005% of revenue that it's going to cost me for the year. But it's just recognizing that, you know what, I've got some amazing people that I work with and I really appreciate what they do for me. Man, when we instituted that, people are fighting to try and earn a spin on the wheel. They love it. I mean, crap, who wouldn't want a brand new Yeti cooler? And, uh, oh, yeah. Here's one right here. He won it. Lime green. We started putting our logo on him now. Here's another guy who won the Golden Shovel Award. 
But just recognizing our people, celebrating them, they're amazing. You know, we also want to promote a good work-life balance. Uh, in our company, uh, we only schedule work Monday through Friday. I know I, I've worked for companies where you're going to work six, seven days a week. That's, that's only sustainable for a very short period of time. You are going to get burnout. Your, your management's going to get burned out. Your team members are going to get burned out. When they start getting burned out, they start bickering and fighting and they begin to hate their job, and they will look for another place to go. And it ain't because of money, because they're making a lot of money. It's because they're just fed up. So we try to promote good work-life, home-life balance. Uh, We give all, um, I think we have seven major holidays we give off paid. Um, Everybody in my company gets vacation. Um, after you've been with us for a year, you get a week's paid vacation. After three years, you get two weeks. After five years, you get three weeks. Uh, we do 401k with a match. Um, now, a lot of this stuff is stuff that we instituted later on as we grew. But think about instituting vacation. What's it going to cost you per person? Five, six hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks, all in. Do you know what the the statistics are for losing a good team member? If you lose a good team member, it's going to cost you over $5,000 to replace them. That's the actual statistic of what it's going to cost you. Would you rather spend six or 700 bucks on a vacation or vacation time for them or lose them to work home life balance and they go somewhere else where they can get get some vacation or get better benefits or whatever it may be. And you have to spend five grand in overtime to other employees, training a new employee, uh, that new employee's going to screw up. Um, They're going to cut Miss Johnson's hedges too low and then you're going to have to replace them or they're going to run over her her gardenias and you got to replace all those. Uh, Stuff's going to happen. It's going to cost you at least five grand in lost time, lost revenue. That, that crew's going to be slow for at least a month. So it's going to cost you more time. Consider instituting it. Doesn't cost a lot of money, but it fosters that home work life balance, which we are seeing more and more and more people are, are going towards businesses that they can get a better home work life balance versus money. They would much rather have that balance. Flexible work arrangements, time off policies, all those can con- uh, contribute to uh, a more balanced and satisfied team. However that may work out in your business, consider working with people. You got to remember, guys, these are actual people that we're working with. You know, as, as hard as I want people to work, I'm not a monster. I'm, I don't expect these people to be robots and get out there and work 100% of the time. There's not going to be 100% efficiency out there. Uh, uh, Mr. Pajak back there and I were talking last night about the efficiency loss in crews. The average is going to be, what would you say, 25%? At a minimum, 25% efficiency loss. That means they're going to be screwing around on their phone. 
when they get to a job site. They're going to just take their time getting out of the truck. They're going to be, you know, finding their Spotify list. They're going to, you know, maybe not be walking as fast as they should when they're weed eating, whatever it may be. 25% efficiency loss. So it means you're only able to charge for approximately 75% of the time that they're out there working. So if you can foster that environment where they're on your side, where they have your heart, I know that if I can, if I can grab one of my team members' hearts, I don't have to worry about them screwing around on a job. I don't have to worry about them stealing a client from me. I don't have to worry about anything because I know they have my back. But I have to capture their heart first. I'll pull my people in and, hey, and I noticed that you've been, you've been kind of down this week. What's going on? Is there anything I can do to help? Man, my baby mama whatever i've been i've been marriage counselor i've been you know mindset counselor i've been you know what hey we'll take a day off i'll pay you for a day off just go get your mind right just take some time I had a guy who was having massive panic attacks at work just like crippling could not move he would sit down and physically couldn't move panic attacks at work I paid him to go home for a week and just get his mind right. Dude, take care of yourself. Then come back to work and let's go kill it. These are people we're working with. Do your best to, to try. Obviously, we can't accommodate every situation. There, there, we, there, I understand there is a reality out there. But kids are going to get sick. Tires are going to blow out on the way to work. Now, if they have a blowout every Monday, I mean, come on. They're drinking too much on the weekends. But my point is, work with people. Help them. Be there for them. Show them that you genuinely care. I've noticed a direct correlation with my people of me being around in the company. Even though I don't work in it every day, just the the fact that I'm around makes a difference. When I go out of town for a long time, like I've, I've been out of town, this I'm going to make sure and make an appearance Tuesday when I get back in town. I'm just going to be around. Back when I was a much smaller company and I was dealing with the day-to-day and I was the operations manager and I was running the cruise, when I would go out of town and I'd come back in, I would notice that our company, the overall uh, morale of the, the company had gone down. Maybe not a lot, but I could tell it didn't feel right. And so I'd make sure the next morning I'd show up, I'd buy some donuts, I'd get there a little early and just BS with the crew in the mornings. Hey, what's going on, man? How's your weekend? What'd you do? How's the kids? Oh, you had a birthday? Awesome. What'd y'all do? Just invest in their lives. Just care about them. If you see that that maybe they're they're interested in something and you run across a book or a t-shirt or something that, that you know that they would like, hey, it costs you much, 20 bucks, go pick it up and just give it to them. Hey, saw this, thought of you, here you go. Invest in them. It'll pay off in droves. 
customer experience, the way that, that, that having a great company culture, man, it's going to impact your company, your, your customer experience. Because you know what? You're going to have a motivated team and they're going to push for that excellence in your business. If you have a, if you're, if you've been fostering a, a toxic culture, you've been allowing somebody to, to work with you, maybe longer than they should have, probably should have let them go. Who can think of somebody either presently or in the past that you let work with you for too long? Is there anybody that needs to fire somebody when you get home? So I had a manager who worked for me who I knew he was a bad manager. He consistently ran people off. I could not keep people working for him, no matter what I did. He had trouble filling out his department. I would send him good, qualified team members, and he would run them off. This happened over and over and over, and I tolerated his behavior because I did not want to lose two particular clients that worked in his department. To the detriment of my company. He ran off a lot of really amazing, talented people. And finally, one day I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm not going to allow this toxicity anymore. I'm going to fire him. We started the process and, and, and keeping our, our write-ups. And we're big enough that we have to really go through the write-ups and, and everything. Because anyway... <laughs> Big ordeal. I started keep, we started keeping track. We were starting the process to fire him. He ended up quitting. I think he saw the writing on the wall. And one of the clients jumped ship anyway. I instantaneously lost $300,000 a year. But my culture went up. I had people coming and thanking me for, for him leaving. You ever fire somebody and then the stories come out? Oh man, this guy, he was doing this. Why didn't you tell me? I, the, so about 15 years ago, I fired a manager and then the stories came out. Man, he was doing jobs on the side. He was making us stay clocked in for you and he was pocketing the cash. And why didn't you say anything? Man, you know, right? But it, it, I allowed that toxicity in my business, and I didn't foster the open communication because I was tolerating his behavior. But had I cut, nipped it in the bud and I'd gotten rid of him early on, people would see that I don't tolerate that, and they would come and tell me. And then when I started doing that, I started getting rid of people. People would start, hey, you might want to keep an eye on this guy. I'm not going to tell you what's going on, but you might want to keep an eye on them. They, they, they start bringing things to my attention. Some of the craziness that happened with that manager that I let go, he was doing jobs on the side and pocketing cash. He was stealing from me. He was picking up hookers in the truck. Um, he was falsifying government paperwork. Uh, he ended up doing prison time over it. Don't tolerate this stuff, guys. It can affect you. 
This stuff, when I say that your company culture is important, this stuff is important. This can protect your business or it can bring you down. I hope you enjoyed that part two with Marvin Salcedo on company culture. Now, if you want to listen to the or watch the entirety of Marvin's speech or other uh, speeches, talks that happen at the LCR Summit, like Jonathan Potoshnik's or John Pajak's, uh, Naylor should have a replay of all of that coming soon, uh, if it's not already out by now. And he'll also have some updates on when the next LCR Summit is. So uh, be following uh, my friend Naylor Talifero on social media um, at LCR Summit over there. Or pardon me, his handles LCR Media. But on that channel, he'll talk about when the next LCR Summit is if you want to attend that. Now, the next event uh, that's happening in our industry, uh, if you're listening to this in real time, is happening real soon, February 23rd, 24th. Springville, Alabama, that's the Lawn Care Life Conference. Naylor will be speaking at that one along with Alan Hain, the Lawn Care Nut, Caleb Allman, uh, Jeremy Vest is going to be there, myself, John Pajak in the house, Jason Creel, he's the host of the event. He'll be speaking on profit, uh, the profit mindset as well. Uh, Jeremiah Jennings will be in the house. We're going to have some uh, panels throughout the two days. Uh, All food is included. Uh, It's February 23rd through 24th in Springville, Alabama. And we're going to be giving away a 30-inch Mark mower. That's $2,599 mower. Uh, so on the last day on Saturday in the afternoon, we're going to be giving that away with all kind of other prizes and giveaways. Um, Milwaukee's giving away a bunch of tools. It's going to be a fun time. Uh, also, we'll have um, 100 acres there to, to play with equipment. Uh, Cress, uh, Ferris, uh, Xmark, tons of brands are bringing their equipment for us to ride and drive demo. Uh, it's going to be a great time of networking. Lots of food, lots of fun, uh, lots of learning, and uh, hope you will join us. Uh, again, that's February 23rd through 24th, 2024, Springville, Alabama, for the Lawn Care Life Conference. Thanks for listening to today's show. If you're not already subscribed to the Green Street Podcast, I encourage you to smash that follow button um, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to. Uh, we'll encourage you to follow the show, so when we have a fresh new episode, uh, it will notify you and things of that nature. Thanks for listening. Hope to catch you on the next one. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber? As a field service management software, Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making customer communication a breeze. Tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust Jobber to grow their business. Click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash Paul to learn more. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.